Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. What up, Tiger Bombers? It's The Process. I'm your boy, Ralph Lark. Welcome back for a little Super Bowl recap. Thanks for joining me again. A um, couple of different ways to listen to The Process. Hopefully this isn't your first time, and hopefully you already know that at our website, www.tigerbombsae.com, you can catch the process there. Just click on the process page. You can listen that way. Uh, you can also listen by clicking the links on the Facebook page, The Process. And uh, you can always find out what's going on over here on Twitter, at The Process TBSAE. So just a couple of different ways to catch us if you didn't already know. But hopefully you guys enjoyed the game. I really like the uh, NFL 100 commercial. That was a highlight for me. I don't think it was necessarily as boring as everybody's making it out to be. There were some highlights and definitely some things to note. So we'll go on that uh, today as we review it and just kind of talk about some things that I saw. Uh, so first off, Tiger Bombers... I think it starts with Coach McVay. Like he said, he got out coach. I think that's true. Um, the, the, if you're wondering why the game was so uneventful, so boring, it's because the Patriots had the Rams number. As you all know, the New England was able to secure the victory 13-3 uh, down there in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And Tom Brady is not talking about retiring at all. They're talking about keeping this thing going at least for a little while longer. But it was Edelman who was able to get the... Uh, Super Bowl MVP honors in this victory for New England. Now, McVay made no adjustments. So that's the first thing. That's the reason why this panned out the way it is. If you think about, you know, coaching in the NFL, sometimes it's very much like a chess matchup. It's going to be this coach trying to outfox that coach. And essentially what we saw was Belichick had McVay's number and McVeigh made no adjustments. And so if you go and look back over the course of the season, um, there are no adjustments. Essentially, he is a, at this point, it's, it's like you either, you, you're going to beat them, you're going to figure it out, or you're not going to beat them, period, right? But he does have to get to that next level. So that's the, the biggest takeaway that I would say from this loss from the Rams and that's why it's not like a hopeless situation because hopefully you know they'll start the work over the offseason of putting together some of the you know crinkles that they want to add or some of the rebuttals that they want to add to this thing when people start to figure you out that'll be the next thing right he has to sit down with his coaches and coordinators and say okay we want to do this but when they start to do this, and that stops us from doing what we want to do, what will we do then? And hopefully they will come up with some things. But that is the tone of this game. So it was just a younger coach, Al Fox by Belichick. And um, they really had their number, which is why New England didn't have to do a whole, whole bunch to win. Um, the Rams also didn't help themselves in a couple of different ways, specifically Tiger Bombers. They We talked about how much they run the play action, how integral that is as a part of their offense a part of their passing offense and they did run it but the thing is they didn't run a whole lot of run plays they didn't have a whole lot of Ty Gurley going on in this game so it's ineffective if you're going to use play action without the run as we all know so you know that takes away you know half of the usage for that style of play so it just didn't make sense at points what they were doing um 
and coupling with the fact that they didn't really run the ball a lot to Gurley, they also didn't like, you know, as I say, use utilize play action and even pass to him out of the backfield either. So he had like limited production, one target in the passing game. So, you know, those are troubling things because you're really making yourself one dimensional if you're not even going to try to keep them honest there. Um, and the reason why, if you're wondering why, this is, is because they kept the running backs in for blocking. Now, the Rams did this because they wanted to negate the blitz coming from New England's 3-4 defense. They're 3-4 outside linebackers who essentially, if you go and look back on the game, it'll almost look like there's five guys on the line. Yeah, one of them is the uh, outside linebackers. New England has a pair of hybrid outside linebackers in Van Oy and Hightower who have played in before and they can, they're, they're off the ball linebackers that can line up uh, like an in and rush too. So it's a great advantage to have, Not, like nearly no teams can do this, but they like do this all the time. And this has been a staple of what they do going back to Teddy Bruschi, who is the same type of a player. So, you know, those guys add some versatility to the defense. And so this is the issue for the Rams. Um, they kept the running backs in and they kept the tight ends in for blocking to negate the blitz. Um, they, what else did we see? Um, so yeah, the Ram. like, here's the thing. If you, so if they do that, right? Like, let's say you, so now there's a fifth guy on the line rushing and stuff like that. Well, what, what could you do? So then the Rams have two options. Um, number one would be quick passes to the space where the linebacker should have been or where he came from, right? Like, so if you're going to blitz Hightower or Van Oy, then it would be like a, a, a really quick three-step drop, you know, right into the space where he vacated or, to, you know, to the running back. And we just talked about the fact that they weren't passing to the running back. So that was option one. And then option two is, well, if they're going to blitz with this guy and have five on the line, then we'll just go max protect, max protect against the blitz and hope that Woods and Cooks will have a chance to develop those routes and have time to develop those routes. And by max protect, we mean not only the running backs, we mean the, the keeping it Higby, the tight end as well. Um, and this is the route that they chose. And so, again, Gurley didn't get a lot of field time because he is not their best running back blocker, which is why he was off the field for so much of these plays, splitting time with C.J. Anderson. So, as you can now tell, this is the route that they took. It's probably not the route that a lot of people would suggest. I mean, you really should try to get, you know, take route one and get the quick passes off where the linebackers should be. But they chose this stalemate of a route with the max protect, and that's why we got the game that we got. So I don't think it was, you know, golf was bad, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they lost the game because of him. I don't, I don't think it was, you know, his fault necessarily. Um, for his part, Brandon Cooks has to make that touchdown catch. He has to make that touchdown catch. He drops that ball. I know it was contested, but he's got to somehow find a way to bring that thing in. I mean, he had hands on it. Uh, uh, he's got to make that catch because at that point, it's 10 to 10, and it's a different ball game. So just some thoughts over there. Um, the Rams defense, they didn't play terrible. Wade Phillips called a pretty decent game against uh, Tom Brady and company. Brady threw that pick early. I mean, they kept New England at 13 points. They tried some different things, like they had Marcus Peters in the slot on Edelman a little bit. Then they had Talib, um, Akeem Talib on Edelman. 
So they did they did try to minimize the damage. And like I said, they captured them only 13 points, but um, they couldn't stop the run in the key moments when they needed to, right? These guys were getting gassed. And in those key moments when they needed to stop the run, they couldn't do it. The Patriots blocked well in the running game too. Devlin, the receivers, I mean, everybody, these chip blocks, they really blocked well as well. Uh, also as a unit so we know that the Rams were like Jekyll and Hyde against the run this year but we had talked about Sue being good and them being good over the past couple weeks against it and they got blocked this week a lot Um, New England ran uh, 22 down the stretch in the last drive and they and they really used this at key moments to utilize um, or I guess to neutralize the Rams defense we talked about this too 22 being the two running back two tight end and one wide receiver for a uh, you know, bunch out there on the field. Um, they do this for a reason because you know, the defense will have to have different guys for this package. Generally, because of the, you know, the guys on the field, it's a bulkier, bulkier or bigger package. So they ran this like three plays in a row um, to get what they wanted. It was their sweet spot. Um, the Patriots basically, here's what they do. So they have the two running backs, the two tight ends, and then the Patriots will motion the backfield out to the flat. So they'll motion out the running back. They'll even motion out the fullback too, Devlin. They motion these guys out to the flats where wide receivers normally will be. And basically the Rams were playing cover three, right, or cover three zone. So now Peters or Tlaib, depending on whichever side you're looking at, they're now covering the running back who's out in the flat now because that running back's been motioned out to the flat. So... This is something that the Patriots were doing to neutralize those defenders and kind of waste them on the play, if you will. And then for this, the Patriots are using that one wide receiver as just Edelman, right? Just the one wide receiver. So he's out there in the bunch in the middle with Gronk. They use this when it counted uh, to their advantage. And this is how Gronk got up the seam for the big play on the last drive. So... New England, they, they uh, can have a specialized game plan for opponents because of this Earhart Perkins, you know, some say modified Coriel, but really it's the Earhart Perkins system that they run. It's complicated, but if learned, it makes the assignments easier for the players. Essentially, you know, you run the same assignments and routes out of different formations, but you're still very effective because you don't have to change what you know to do. It's just a different formation. Um, they just say the play in the huddle. Does that make sense? Everybody knows what the, you know, everybody knows what his job is on the play, right? Regardless of the formation. Does that make sense? So it doesn't matter what the formation is. These guys all know what to do if they're in the huddle on the play. Um, in other systems, there is like a long, complicated play, and you as a guy in the huddle, you have to listen for your assignment, right? So there's like a long-ass play, and I'm a wide receiver, and I only care about my little bit at the end. Like, so it's a lot to remember. It's a lot to remember. You have to have a QB who can remember these really, really, you know, absurdly long plays. This is like a, I think, like a Gruden-style offense, right? So... The Patriots system is more advanced and they can add wrinkles in every offseason, which makes it even more complicated because they don't have to waste time, you know, with all those nuances like the other systems do. So that's just a little bit of why they're able to get away with some of the things they do. But as mentioned before, McVay will have to come up with phase two of his offense in this offseason and, and kind of figure out. You know, now that we have this nice offense that we like to run, that we know can be effective, 
what can we do to make adjustments in the half of a game and the quarter of a game and things like that. So there you have it, Tiger Bombers. That's my assessment of the Super Bowl. Um, you know, New England, I, I thought Tom Brady would be tempted to retire. I don't think that part of my prediction is going to come true. Looks like they're going to ride it out. And Kraft is obviously willing to pay him as long as, you know, he is willing to play. So we're going to have to continue to see what they can do. Interestingly enough, though, um, <laughs> one thing you think about uh, Belichick as a very winning coach, you think about Saban as a very winning coach. I saw a post from SportsCenter that says that they've continued their streak this year of never winning in the same year. Can you believe that? So, yeah, Belichick this year, Saban, did, Saban didn't win it next year, this year. So just something interesting there. Um and Tiger Bombers, we'll have some stuff for you. As I said, check the website, www.tigerbombsae.com. Um, just go to the process section. We'll have some news and notes for you over the offseason. Uh, some of you may have even signed up for the newsletter. That'll be a great opportunity for me to get that going now that the season's kind of winding down a little bit. But certainly um, check out the other things that we have going on. Get on your baseball. Start now. Start now. Don't be behind the gun. I'm telling you guys, start now with your baseball. We've already started. You can go to the Heart of the Order page at TigerBombSAE.com. Check it out. Um, We have player profiles for all the up-and-coming prospects. So you guys in your dynasty leagues and stuff like that. The gold is there. Jim's done so much work already to get you guys pumped. I'm about to start pumping out information, too, in terms of who you should be looking at in your drafts, ranking some guys and things like that. But... We're going to have you back for baseball, and all I can say, once again, is start now, guys. You don't want to be under the gun. All right, that'll do it for us here at The Process. So long, guys. Peace. The Process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, LLC.